we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot. But the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. I listen to your show every single day. Breakfast Club. God damn it. The Breakfast Club. Put that ass up on the Breakfast Club. You can't say Breakfast Club without the Breakfast Club. You're like this rare air. You got platforms and partners all over the place because your demand is so high. People want to be in business with the Breakfast Club. I don't think white people know how popular you guys are. DJ Envy, Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the God. You, know, you guys really are like the hip hop early morning, late night talk show. Y'all know what y'all talking about. Good morning, USA. Yo 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 yo. Jess Hilarious. Good morning, Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. Yay! It's Thursday. 
Yes, it is. Candle is lit. Yes. Uh, everything is good. What's happening? How y'all feel out there? How y'all feel? Good. You keep lighting the candle. It don't smell like nothing. I think that one, that fragrance might be gone. I was about to yeah. light the other one. I smell this one though. This one smells really good. Yeah, you can smell this one. Yeah. I got I got almond butter pound cake over here. I think that's vanilla something. Yeah, I don't know. It smells good. But almond butter pound cake sounds good. It just don't smell like anything. I know, right? The, the, mm-hmm. the, the title is very deceiving. You see that, you want to taste it. You mm-hmm. want to smell it. But then when you light it up, it don't really smell like the almond butter or the pound cake. Mm. <laughs> How was y'all uh, night last night? Y'all did anything? Yes. I actually went to Del Frisco's because somebody didn't want to take me to dinner. So, yeah. And that somebody was not Chris, y'all, so shut up. But, yeah, I went to Del Frisco's. Uh, Chris actually popped up on me. Hey. I thought that was cool. My best friend popped up on me, too, Sheena. Um, that's my best friend from Baltimore, from Baltimore y'all. Y'all already know her. Um, she didn't get to see me for my birthday because she was in Houston. Mm-hmm. Hoeing, so. Hoeing, damn it. Yeah, it's all right, it's all right. But she popped up on me yesterday at work, and I didn't know she was standing next to me. She was right in front of uh, the office, and, and Simon was throwing me off, and I turned over, and I was like, oh, my God. She always do this every year. Mm-hmm. I never know when she's going to pop up. But she didn't. She asked for you, but I told her you was out sick. No, that's right. What if she had, beef, what if she had beef with you, and she you ain't know she was standing right by you? Oh, she would have got me. She no, would have got me like they got you years ago. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's what <laughs> but, I'm trying but that's to messed you. up. Y'all wouldn't even have protected me. Y'all let her up and everything. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of right. It was y'all yeah. that would have said just Well, we know Sheena, though. But you, don't, but you don't know if they have beef or not. Nothing. That is true. That is true. That is true. <laughs> what you do last night for nothing. Valentine's Day? You do nothing? No, man. It's always hard when you married, right? Because uh-huh. we do things all the time. So well, when there's yeah. a day where there's an expectation... Yeah, it, you know you're not really thinking about it. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I got yeah. I got a dozen roses for each. You know, one of my my, my ladies, my wife, and my four daughters. But uh-huh. you know, other than that, it was like no. So yeah. I was just then, at the house. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. We don't. Me and the I was wife, actually working until we, about six o'clock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We we don't go out for Valentine's usually because when you go out Valentine's, the restaurants are. The food is not as good because they're doing it so fast. Yeah. The service is never good because they're yeah. trying to get as many people as possible. So we usually just chill at the crib with the fam. And that's what happened yeah. last night because I, you know, we were gonna go to dinner. I was gonna just adjust. Take, I was gonna take my justice to dinner, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and it's like it was, the reservations like nine nine thirty. I, you know, I'm like, I'm tired. I'm trying to be in bed. Start yawning about nine nine thirty. I get up four in the morning. I'm sorry. Y'all. Yeah, when I was guest hosting, all that was nice and cool. But I'm like, no, nah, I got to be in the bed nine. Nah, that's what I'm me. saying. I got to be in the bed at seven. That's what I'm saying. We go. <laughs> we go out tonight though. That's right. That's all right. right. That's right. All right. Well, Vince Staples will be joining us this morning. Yay. Yes, Vince Staples has a new show <laughs> on Netflix right, you called the Vince Staples Show. Uh, it premieres today, actually. Yep, yep, it's yep. either on now or it comes on at midnight. I don't okay. know. If, yeah, I don't know if it's Thursday meaning twelve a.m. or Thursday meaning twelve or Friday meaning twelve a.m. That's right. Yes, but the Vince Staples show on Netflix. So Vince Staples will be here to talk about that today. Yes, and I just want to tell everybody: be careful out there. So uh, Saturday, I was telling you about my daughter's dance competition, and my parents always come with my you know my daughter's a dancer, and you know, my son is playing basketball, and me and my my mother got sick. And I didn't know what it was. I thought it was COVID. That's the first thing we think, right? Yeah. We forget about the cold or anything right. else. We just think it's COVID. I took a COVID test, no COVID. I'm like, ah, maybe I'm just, maybe I just got a little sick. But when I, when we got tested, we had the flu. And you sitting right here in my face? Just sitting here. That was Saturday. Just but sitting here I'm going, it's gone. It. I went yesterday. So you it's didn't even know you had it. How you know it's gone? Right. I went yesterday. I just told you. I went to the doctor yesterday. So I come when we came in here and just tried to give you a dab? You was like, no, nah, don't dab me up. I got a little cold. Because I want to make sure I'm good because she's pregnant. Well, stay home. And then you, you were just in Atlanta around Chris Brown, Missy Elliott, Genuine, all exactly. them. Exactly. Jesus I did, Christ. I didn't know. I didn't know at that time. Oh, okay. He's out here spreading the flu. 
That's disgusting, bro. You should I didn't home. do it on purpose. Well, stay home. But is your mother okay? My mother is fine. Thank you for asking, no Jess. My problem. mom is fine. Are we going to be fine. okay? I don't know about you. I don't <laughs> know about gonna you. Are we going to be okay? <laughs> that's, what we, that's what he cares about himself. Is your mother fine? Yes, thank right. God. But what about me? What about me? What about me? Jess pregnant? I got to go home to babies? Yes. Oh... Alright Talk the show man Alright <laughs> Look at him so mad and upset All the time Grumpy man Alright when we come back We got front page news Tesla and Figaro will be joining us so Don't go anywhere It's the Breakfast Club Good morning Whips and Chains By a white name. rapper named Jack Harlow It's not the name of the song It's Loving On Me Good guy though <laughs> We're Good just going to name it Whips and Chains for the rest of Black History Month. It's called Whipping on Me. No, it's <laughs> Loving on Me, man. That's what the record is Morning, called. everybody. We are the Breakfast Club DJ, MV Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne Nagata. Let's get in some front page news. Good morning, Tiz. Good morning, DJ MV Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the guy. Hey, girl. Now, some quick sports. Uh, it seems like the Warriors tried to make a bid for LeBron James. <laughs> they wanted to trade for LeBron to go to the Warriors. Uh, they're not saying who else would be involved in the trade, but LeBron uh, turned it down. I don't believe that for some reason. The reason I don't believe no, they that. they said it really happened. What do you mean? They said they called and everything. The reason I don't <laughs> believe that is because they didn't give any details. What were they going to trade for uh, LeBron James? Like this, I got, and, and this came from, uh, I think it was Ramona Shelbourne. Said, they said they said Draymond from somewhere. They said Draymond even texted Rich Paul and said, "Hey, I, I just don't believe, you believe it." Yeah. I, I believe that text might have happened, but I don't believe it was ever serious between the organizations. Mm. All right, well, let's jump right into the news. Let's talk about the the deadly shooting in Kansas City. Mm. Yeah, this was so unfortunate. Three days after winning the Super Bowl in a thrilling overtime victory, players with the Kansas City Chiefs reacted with sadness and thoughts for the victims after a shooting near the victory celebration with left, which left 22 shot, including one person who died. Take a listen to NBC for the report. Tonight, what was meant to be a day of celebration for Kansas City instead became a day of fear and panic. We just heard a bunch of, you know, pop, pop, and people started running and scattering. This video, obtained by TMZ Sports, shows the moment shots rang out. The girl next to me, where my daughter was standing with her husband, was shot in the mouth. Our children witnessed it. She was on the ground, bleeding from her mouth, all over her shoulder. Police say at least one person was killed and at least 22 shot after a shooting at a parade celebrating the Chiefs' second straight Super Bowl win. Immediately, officers responded to the area, took two people into custody, and also immediately rendered life-sustaining aid to those victims. Mm, mm, mm. Story of our lives in America. Remember uh, growing up, they would always say as American as apple pie. Now in this era, they should say as American as mass shootings. Mm-hmm. There is nothing more American than mass shootings. Like yeah. the, anytime there's a large crowd, I don't want to be there if there's no metal mm-hmm. detectors. That's crazy because like going to parades was the thing when I was younger. Like I always wanted to do that. Yeah, but there's no way to do metal detectors when it comes to those parades, right? No, there's no. there's no possible way. You can try to secure it as much as possible. I know they have a lot of undercovers, but you just not, just don't know. Do, do do they know why or was he was it a particular target or was he just mm-hmm. reckless just shooting at anybody? Do we know, Tess? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good question, Envy. And just to uh, make your point about, uh, you know, having additional security there to make sure nothing happened. They actually had 800 police officers mm-hmm. uh, that were there. So they certainly had uh, what they believed to have enough coverage uh, somewhere on the building. They even had people on rooftops nearby. Uh, they said there is no motive at this time that they can determine. But again, you know, the story will continue to develop. I'm sure that a change. Uh, they said that terrorism 
they don't believe there's terrorism, but again, they can't confirm the motive. Uh, three people are in custody at this time. So uh, once they continue to, you know, get to do more investigation with those three people, I'm sure we'll find out more. Uh, and the unfortunate thing, make sure people didn't just miss that. You know, children were also, you know, hurt in this as a result of the chaos. And it's the same. 21 others were shot, including children. So Lord, uh, no. Yeah, no official update on, um, you know, any of those children are, you know, if they're in any critical condition, things like that. There's been a couple of different uh, reports that have come out, so I don't want to mislead people as we continue to develop uh, this, but certainly children were involved. Now, Kansas City has long struggled with gun violence. In 2020, they were among nine cities targeted by the U.S. Uh, Department of Justice in an effort to crack down on violent crime. In 2003, the city matched a record with 182 homicides, most of which involved guns. Uh, the why? even matter at this point when it comes to mass shootings and the reason I ask that is because it feels like sometimes we ask the why to make us mm. feel better mm. so we can know what it is to see yeah. if we can attempt to avoid it but there's always so many variables right like you got no proper gun legislation in this country you got mental illness you might have somebody you know on drugs or drunk you might just have people who are prejudiced who knows and just somebody trying to prove a point somebody trying to prove a point yeah. or, you know somebody just trying to make Make make, it, make a statement, yeah. Mm -hmm. like they, they think they're making history by mm -hmm. going out in the infamous way. Like there's always so many whys. You know, you know the reason I asked why is like yesterday I was in, in bed sick. But the reason I asked why is because I, I heard about the shooting. But you know, and this is just me. When you hear about shootings like that, you would always feel like I hope somebody wouldn't just want to reckless just shoot at yeah, anybody. You would yeah. Hope, yeah. not not say hope, but I would rather be a beef and me and you a beef and mm -hmm. we shooting at each other. And it wasn't I'm just spraying and yeah. hitting random kids. That's yeah. why you asked. That's why. why I said you want to know the why because you want to know if there's something you could potentially avoid. So yeah. You want to know what it is. Correct. So maybe I can attempt to avoid that. But Correct. I just you know. There's yeah. always so many whys in these situations. Now, we did see a video, Tez, of it looks like the pedestrians catching somebody. Was that an yes. actual person or was, yes. that was involved with it? Or was that, you know, because we did see that. Yeah, they believe yeah, they believe so. They said they did see a video. Um, they believe that those people were involved uh, in the three who were apprehended, but still unsure. She did speak on that at the press conference. It was a longer clip, and she did confirm that, you know, uh, that some folks got involved, which is good that people kind of get involved and try to, you know, do something to prevent it, right. but still not confirming, you know, if it's exactly connected to the people who are in custody or not, but they did acknowledge that that was an actual video. All right. Well, that is front page news. Now, what are we talking next hour? Yeah, next hour, Democrat New York Representative Jamal Bowen, Bowman, who we've had on the show before, he is mixing hip hop and politics and also New York City schools. We know that there was a snow day the other day. They went online, but it did not go as expected. So I'll tell you a little bit about that when we come back at the top of the hour. All right. We'll get into that next. Everybody else, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Again, 800-585-1051. Call us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Keep calling. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? What's up, Trav? I seen your Valentine's Day post with your boo. Uh, you, you saw him. You saw my baby looking all cute and thick. You saw him. Who your boo is, Trav? You. Uh, no, first of all, don't ever disrespect me. I would never. I would never <laughs> date Charlamagne. Okay? Charlamagne would date you either. Yeah, but sir, if you go look on my Instagram page, you'll see my boo. I posted him uh, for Valentine's Day. What's his name? I don't think I'm I interested. Uh, his name His name is Leonardo. Oh, his Leonardo. name is Leonardo. Okay. Don't don't add an O to my name. That's that hole open. First of all, I had nothing to do with you. <laughs> you had a big O to my name. You open Leonardo is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Jazz, go check him out here on my page, aka underscore twin. You can go see my man, so that okay, way you can bro. make sure 
Let me see. Yeah, let me you like your man. But congrats, speaking of congratulations. Thank Jess, you. On your pregnancy. Thank okay, you. Okay, we having a baby. I'm yes, sorry, I baby. love little baby. Yes. And I'm glad that we got our situation figured out before you having a baby. So <laughs> that's a good thing. Trav been trying to have a baby a for a while, but for whatever reason, him and his partners can't ever get pregnant. Oh, oh wow. sorry. Okay, I don't know, one more announcement. Cause I gotta make this yearly announcement because every single time I call, people be like, "Oh, he get through so much because he's sleeping with Charlemagne." Stop disrespecting me. Nobody okay, saying that. Nobody ever told you. I heard that. I heard that. I can send you the DMs, Charlemagne. That is not they a conversation. Yes, it is. It is a conversation, so unfortunately. So what's the announcement? Are you? Are you? What are you? Are you denying it? Or are you saying it's true? That Charlemagne can never get this on his best day. Whoa. <laughs> Charlemagne don't want this. Okay, why y'all want me to be gay so bad? It ain't me, sir. I be defending you, telling everybody you're not gay. They don't believe me. It's, I can't help it, it. It's wishful thinking. They see these hips. Oh, my goodness. And they oh see these God. cheeks. No, There's nobody wishing on you. <laughs> they be like, nobody. damn, I wish he was gay. <laughs> Thank you, Trav. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye, Trav. <laughs> wish I was gay. Can you I need imagine to see his wishing? Boyfriend. I need to say. <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's a new day. This is your time to get it off your chest. Wake, wake up. Whether you're mad or blessed. It's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Shirley from Connecticut. Hey, Shirley from Connecticut. Good morning. Good morning, DJ MB. Hello, Jess Hilarious. Congratulations and good morning. Good morning, girl. Thank you. Charlemagne the God. I just want to get off my chest about these mass shootings. Go ahead, yes. uh, Connecticut has been dealing with them since Sandy Hook, and we've been trying very hard to change legislation. But until the government gets their butt out of their heads, uh, their heads out of their butts, rather, and puts this together, it's not going to stop. Nope. My grandson actually went to a school down the street from Sandy Hook when that happened all them years ago. He was in kindergarten at the time. And now he's going to be graduating high school next year. And that day when they first said that there was a shooting in Newtown, my heart dropped. Mm. And um, I actually know some kids that went to that school. One of my best friend's nephew's kids went there, and they actually seen the shooting. So it's really rough, and I know they're fighting for it, but nothing's happened in all these years. It's been 14 years, and nothing's happened. You got too many senators that benefit uh, from NRA money, and that's just the truth to the matter. You know what I'm saying? When you got all, when you got the NRA, exactly. That's it. It's really that simple. The government's getting money from them. That's what the problem is. They're not going to change it because they're getting money from the government. That's right. The NRA benefits too many political campaigns of senators who oppose, you know, gun 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 safety legislation. So, right. And until we get somebody there that's ready to fight them, it's never going to change. Unfortunately. That's right. And I, I wish it wasn't like that. No, that's right. And Shirley, but, I'm, I'm sorry you know, for your trauma, and I'm sorry for everything that you had to deal with yeah. that. Absolutely. The only other thing is, about six months ago, you guys were supposed to send me a package, and I never received it. What was it, some you books? You were supposed to send me a, a books and a signed black effect hat from you guys, Yo, from Eddie. my grandson. We'll, we'll get that to Eddie, you today. come on now. Take, take Hold care. Hold on, all right? Take Go ahead. We'll get your address again. We'll make sure it goes I out I promise today. it's okay, going Shirley. out today. Okay, thank you. All right, Shirley. Yeah. You guys have a blessed day. You, you too, well. Shirley. And listen, man, anytime y'all feel like y'all just need to vent, because, I mean, that's the only thing we can do in this country, because, you know, America doesn't know how to solve problems, Breakfast Club is always a platform for you. Hello, who's this? 
Good morning. This is Adrena. Hey, Adrena. Get it off your chest, mama. I'm a little nervous, um, but I really want people to reach out to your friends and family. Check on them to make sure that they are okay. It's been almost eight months since I lost my soulmate to suicide. And when he committed suicide, we was on a break, but we were um, still very much in communication with each other. But I knew something was wrong and my gut told me to go check, but my head said, no, don't do it. And had I listened to my gut, I would have known something was wrong and could have been able to help. Also with women and their children, when you have a man that wants to be in the lives of their kids, you shouldn't use the child as a pawn to get back because no one never ever thought that he would commit suicide because of what was happening with his children. So I just want people to just be aware of those things. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Well, definitely sending you healing energy, Queen. Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, Mama. Have a blessed day. You guys do the same. Jesus, very heavy this morning. Crack a I joke know. or something, Jess. Lord okay, have mercy. So, uh, you, know, damn careful. you got some money? Look, <laughs> but um, this is a, a lighter on a lighter note, right? So growing up, right, Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. my mom and my dad would always make me their Valentine, and they would take me to friendlies. Mm-hmm. Like that was just a childhood uh, memory that I remember. It actually made me cry yesterday. I was a little emotional um, because my parents they are not together anymore, but mm-hmm. um, they're still they're friends. They're good now. Mm-hmm. But I was uh, my older brother was always out, you know, doing his thing, bumping the grinding in the streets, and they would take me to like friendlies or I hop every year for like six or seven years in my life when I was a little girl and they would always tell me I was their Valentine. So Aww. that was like a Valentine's Day memory that I had growing up. Like, I really, really loved and appreciated my parents. So you went to Friendly's so. yesterday and cried? Absolutely not. I went to Dell Frisco's and ate. Oh. But growing up, I went to Friendly's. You, you know, it's, it's, it's so crazy that you said that. You know, when we were kids, Friendly's and IHOP was like, the thing, the thing, right? Like when you went that there, was the place. That was the place. You Other than Chuck E. Cheese, that was it. What? Yeah. What? You went to IHOP. It was like just it, it was just a special occasion. Uh-huh. We grew, I grew, I'm growing up down south. We went to Ryan's. Ryan's is a buffet. We went to Friendly's and Ryan's. Maybe Sizzler. That's yeah. Ryan's is a buffet. All you can eat. Mm, mm-hmm. How was your stomach after that? Amazing. Okay. Ryan's was great. The only thing that is, is you just had to learn not to go there and eat the yeast rolls. You know what I'm saying? Because they give you these amazing yeast rolls yeah. with this butter, uh-huh. and they taste really good. Uh-huh. But you know, you eat them, you drink a little water, it swells up in your stomach, and that way you don't <laughs> hit the buffet the way you're oh, supposed to. Oh, gotcha. You know what I mean? See, it's little tricks that you learn when you're growing up in yeah. those areas. You know what I okay. mean? Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't, don't eat the rolls. Don't eat the rolls. Yeah. Okay. Sounds illegal. <laughs> Get it off your chest, 800-585-1051. Now we got Jess with the mess coming up. Yes, we do. Eminem is co-producing a documentary investigating celebrity fandom. Ooh, stands. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, we'll get into that next, so don't move, Mr. Breakfast. Are you all about the NBA action? You've got to try Pick 6, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit matchup to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code BREAKFAST. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Like, will they score more or less than 30 points? Or have more or less than 8 assists? Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with code BREAKFAST. 
New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit matchup to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with cold breakfast. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick 6 credits. Non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Club, good morning. The Breakfast Club. <laughs> All right. Scissor! Did y'all see the Rich Baby Daddy video? 
No. I saw the snippet online. Oh, you see the video yeah. yet? No, I actually thought it was cute. It was it's like, dope. It's dope. the way SZA ran up them steps and ain't trip, I was so proud of her. That, was, was that dope. real? Yeah. They said it was. They said it was real. They, they said her oh, water actually broke during the video, during the taping of the video. So they all happened to be together when Sexy Red went in the labor and went to the hospital with her and all of that? Well, to be honest with you, you know, you can't believe what you see on the internet. Yeah. And right. actually, Sexy Red sat in that seat and told us that. Don't believe what you see, like, if I be lying. So that, right. it could have been, like, all the propaganda. But, like, I, it was a nice video just for, you know, it was like, yeah, like it was cool because it was like, it looked like it was it real. real. Yeah. So as long as it looks real, it was it was good. Well, mm -hmm. we are The Breakfast Club. Good morning, and let's get to Jess with the mess. Yeah. <laughs> the news is real. The news is real. Jess the Lions, Jess the Robin Moore. Jess don't do no lies. Jess is going to bring you numbers. Jess with the mess, and this is real. On The Breakfast Club. I know they know the difference. Super Lil Wayne is hoping to be booked for Super Bowl halftime show. So Lil Wayne recently um, was on YG's podcast, 400, mm -hmm. and Super Bowl 2025 is scheduled to be in New Orleans, which I thought was great. It's great. That's going to be like even blacker than it was this time. It should be. Mm -hmm. I love that, right? So Wayne is putting himself in position to be someone that they call for the halftime show. We have audio. This is what he said. What right. you do to Super Bowl? <laughs> Duh, you gotta, I'm just, it's a question, Wayne. I know, I know the answer, but I gotta ask you. Of course, the Super Bowl is in New Orleans. I think it's in 2025 or something yeah, like he's that. He's doing I'm not, it. I'm not sure. Not, I'm not, Wayne, <laughs> come on, man. Say I'm it, Wayne. Sure you gotta no, say I, it, no, Wayne. I don't. They know. I, I can. I will not lie to you. I am. Not, I have not got a call. Hey, Jay. <laughs> like but I'm on. I'm kind of folk, Jay. But we all praying. You know, we praying. We keeping our fingers crossed. I'm working hard. I'm gonna make sure this next album and everything I do is killer. So I'm gonna make it very hard for them to. I want to just make it hard for them not to. Not to pick highlight the boy. Let, let the record show after last year's Super Bowl with Rihanna right here on Breakfast Club. Yeah. We said the next two Super Bowls should be Usher in Vegas. Right. Mm. And that happened. And we said Lil Wayne, Drake, and Friends in New Orleans. Let's 2025. Let's that would be crazy. It. But do you do Lil Wayne, Drake, and Friends or do you do New Orleans no, Super Bowl? You do, do you do little, you Masterpiece. No, you can't. Come on, stop. Because New Orleans. Stop, yeah. stop, 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 stop. It's, it's it's that. You got to think about the NFL. <laughs> Okay, think about the NFL. Yeah, first, Little Wayne is is that level of artist yeah. who can headline a ha halftime Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Drake, definitely. Little yeah. Wayne's protege, mm -hmm. it can definitely do it. So it has to be Little Wayne, Drake, and friends. The friends should be Nicki Minaj, another superstar of that magnitude. Correct. Mm -hmm. Juvenile, come out there and do back that ass up. That's a mm -hmm. classic. Yeah. Uh, Khaled, come out mm -hmm. there and do We Taking Over. Mm -hmm. T Pain. Right? Mm -hmm. So T Pain and Wayne got some super number one records. Absolutely, T Pain. And, yeah. and, and possibly mm -hmm. Tiger. But I just was saying, like, even before we go there, let's do, like, original New Orleans. So, like, Manny Fresh. Um, Manny Juvenile. Fresh, definitely. Definitely. He'll come out there probably saying something. Yeah, but it yeah. gotta be, like, come on. Gotta you be know so what I'm long. Yeah, yeah, it gotta be gotta, Mardi Gras feeling. Yes, it gotta, it gotta tie it into that. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm all for, you know, Lil Wayne, Drake, and all of them, but, like, original. Absolutely. Original New Orleans cash money and all of that. I think that that would be great. Of course, like you said, I even, I, I'm not mad at Master P. Because he's so, them, they're the so New Orleans. Like, that yeah. is New Orleans. Even if it's a Absolutely. little bit it's of the it. NFL, guys. It is the NFL. I'm talking about main, main, main I love Master P to death, but you gotta think about the, they, they're going. The NFL is going to want mainstream caliber artists on that. Stage. A little Frida, a little Frida pop out. Yeah, he bad bring Frida. Already know he got a tie to end. Why is you looking at me like that? Not an HBCU classic. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, yeah. think about what we're talking about here. Okay. I love all of those people you're talking about, but you got to think about the stage that <laughs> these people are going to be on. You still got to sell it to the NFL. All right, you're right. So yeah. hopefully Lil Wayne even gets to do it. Though, that's right. Because that's, yes. that's, 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 that's the, part first. Yeah, the right. main part. That definitely should be happening. Yeah. Moving on. Donald Glover is hurt by claims that he has ill will towards black women. So back in 2022, um, Donald Glover interviewed himself 
for Interview Magazine. And I just think this was like not even really interesting, but awkward because he asked himself, are you afraid of black women? And his self said, why are you asking me that? You know what I mean? And then he also said, I feel like you're using black women to question my blackness. Now, he just recently uh, did an interview with Hollywood Reporter. And um, he said, uh, it feels like, no, it I felt like it was something that people would say, but no one ever wanted to really ask me the question. Um, yeah, it is a better narrative. But anybody who actually knows me knows how much that that actually hurts me. But I also realized that it doesn't matter. People are not going to read this and be like, wow, I was wrong. They're just going to keep assuming that I have ill will toward black women. But you interviewed yourself and yourself didn't even answer that question. So you could have cleared all that up when you <laughs> asked yourself, right? You yeah, know? very, very strange. Why even bring that up with yourself? And then what are you talking about? <laughs> right. Like, you know, it, it's, it's very, yourself. Very weird. He also continued to say uh, that he stopped caring about what people thought because people who actually know him, like uh, Quinta Brunson and some other black people that we don't know, they know the truth. You but how can I mean? you say you don't care about what people thought, <laughs> but you the one who asked yourself that question? You asked yourself. Ain't nobody asked you that. You yeah. asked yourself that. Moral of the story, man, <laughs> some niggas be clowns. That's all <laughs> I just, man. But, but let me ask you a question, right? <laughs> What's up? When you see people for the cause, right, and they're mm -hmm. so into, you know, pro-black people, that I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, and then they marry an other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? Well, like, I, I, don't, it, it, I don't know if he married, but he had kids with a, a white woman. Yeah, yeah. But like yeah. Dr. Umar Johnson, right? If you looked up in Dr. Dr. Umar, Johnson, would highly disagree with Donald Glover. But nah, if Dr. Umar Johnson, you looked up and he married a white woman. Would you look at him the same? What? Not Umar, like. But 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 his wife. Uh, First of all, I can't believe you would disrespect Dr. Umar. I'm just saying, <laughs> but would you look I at him the same? Totally against it. <laughs> his current wife is, is half white, oh, half, 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 half Asian. Yes. Yeah, yeah. but, but do you look at do you look at people the same? Like they're for the cause if they're married outside of their race. Didn't we just have this conversation yeah, with Killer did. Mike yesterday? I'm, yeah. just, I'm asking now because we're having this conversation because yeah. we're talking about it. It makes you, it makes mean, you wonder a little yeah, bit. Yeah, definitely. Like, people that are so pro-black. Like, because it's like, how right? can you be that yeah. pro-black? Pro -black, and then you be like, you know. And marry and other. Then you go, yeah, yeah, just marry other, yes. man. That's a question. And, yeah. uh, and I've heard, I mean, Donald Glover's made jokes. Like He made jokes, you know, like I remember one time he said, uh, I think he said Filipinos are like the black girls of Asians. I remember him saying that on a, on, on a, I don't know if it was a stand-up special. He used to do stand-up, right? Yo, niggas be clowns. I, I yeah, he, he's, he's made jokes before. Yeah. He's always had a strange relationship with just race. Remember when he came on Breakfast Club back in the day and he was like, he wanted to be big and white. And he kept saying that, like all of these stars, like the Will Smiths, the Beyonce's, like, mm -hmm. he's, he's kind of basically saying like they've gotten so big that they've like transcended race. Mm. So he was like, I want to be big and white. Remember he wrote that poem for MTV? Mm. Saying he wanted mm -hmm. to be big and white. It's just, uh, it's just, it's just strange. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I just told that story because it was awkward. And it's Black History Month too. So I just <laughs> wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> I think what Just Keeps Repeating is true. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that is Just with the Mess for the first yes. hour. All right. When we come back, we got front page news and then Vince Staples will be joining us. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Wake up. Wake up. You're locked into The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Jess Hilarious, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. And let's get in some front page news. What up, Fizz? Good morning, DJ Envy, Charlamagne the Guy, Jess Hilarious. Hey, babe. Now, let's talk hey. about this new hip-hop task force. 
Yeah, well, I'm always a fan of when hip hop and politics is merged together. So the tax, the task force uh, is created and led by Congressman Jamal Bowman. Uh, he said he'll be using hip hop messaging as a way of building more of an equitable society to help spearhead initiatives to address economic equality, affordable housing and racial justice. I reached out to Congressman Bowman yesterday to ask him about this new task force. And this is what he had to say to the Breakfast Club family. What's up, Breakfast Club family? This is Congressman Jamal Bowman. Yesterday, for the first time in history, we launched the Hip Hop Task Force in the U.S. House of Representatives and Congress. We did this for one reason, to build political power within the hip hop community and culture so that we could transform federal, state, and local legislation. Hip hop is a multi-billion dollar industry with millions of fans and we make culture in America what it is. But we have to use our voices and our power to change policy. That's where you all come in. So be on the lookout for more information on social media and websites and I will definitely stay in tune and stay in touch. Peace and love, y'all. That's dope. I mean, that's, yeah. better, that, that's way better than the task forces they have historically created in New York City to harass rappers. Usually mm -hmm. the task forces, usually the task forces they create just want to investigate, harass, and lock rappers up. So, uh, mm -hmm. salute to Jamal Bowman for that. Yeah, I think this is a good thing. Uh, one of the things I've always talked about is how they use hip hop, uh, you know, to help fundraise, but never have hip hop at the table to actually solve the problems. I used to say the days of using hip hop as a political fundraising gimmick without accountability to heal the story that hip hop tells is over. And so he's actually doing that, making sure he even said that uh, hip hop has always been about stories about poverty and, you know, about uh uh, crime and violence and and all of the good things you know in hip hop as well. So I, I really look forward to seeing you know what he does with this and and really utilizing those voices that are pretty much the voices of the streets. So I think that's a good thing. I, I will say this uh, that the task force that they created in New York. I mean I'm sure like in, in any task force there's some 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 good players and bad players, but I would say that task force saved a lot of hip hop artists from dying. Uh, their job was to to comb social media to see who the beefs were what the beefs were and to to be around to make sure that those individuals didn't get shot and killed and to make sure when when not just artists hip-hop artists entourage djs uh bartenders and all of them when they were leaving those venues and clubs that they didn't get robbed so some of that task force actually did do good and saved a lot of people out there me in, including myself because they saved me on a couple of occasions when i used to dj heavy in the city so they still around yeah they stay they, they definitely still I, around i don't want to say their name because i don't want to put them on blast but yeah they still around they, they definitely still around yeah they definitely uh they definitely told me i couldn't have somebody at my mental wealth expo last year mm -hmm. i didn't know mm -hmm. you know what i mean i person was scheduled to be there and they was like uh-uh no if this person is here you gotta have metal detectors and you gotta have at least four of us here and this and i'm like whoa yeah i didn't know all that well they wanted to protect your the people that you had coming to your your uh, yes yes and they, they call it an actual task force yeah, yeah. It's a task okay. force Mm -hmm. Or the hip hop police, but they, they, they have an actual name. But, yeah, you know, but not, we call it the hip hop police, but yeah. they, they have a task force name, and that's what they do. Like Charlamagne said, they make sure when they see certain uh, artists that are gang related, and especially that they're going through beef, they try to make sure that they don't have any killings on their turf, and they try to make sure that people are safe. Mm -hmm. Like good. Well, hopefully, some good policy will come out of this. I, I love seeing when hip hop's at the table. So thank you, uh, Representative, for reaching out and responding to my call and, and actually giving a message directly to the Breakfast Club listeners, which is hip hop. All right. Well, that is front page news. Thank you, Tez. Absolutely. Then make sure you subscribe to uh, at Tesla and Figaro's podcast, the Straight Shot No Chaser podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network, and follow at Tesla and Figaro on all social media platforms. All right. Now, when we come back, Vince Staples will be joining us. Uh, his new show, The Vince Staples Show, is out today, and we're going to kick it with him when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
everybody, it's DJ Envy, Jess Hilarious, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Man, he's got a new show coming out on Netflix called The Vince Staples Show. Vince Staples is here! How you doing? I'm doing good. How y'all doing? That's what's up, what's up my guy? Yeah. I'm good, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm blessed. So I'm good. So what is The Vince Staples Show about, man? I mean, pretty much it's, you know, day-to-day life and our human experience. I feel like a lot of the times, it's a lot of nuance in a lot of people's lives that we might kind of ignore. You know, we all had those days where we tell people, you know, you wouldn't believe the shit that happened even today. So mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. trying to find ways to utilize that and th- that format, so to say, and kind of attack deeper issues as far as, you know, classism, socialism, violence, our relationships with those things, our relationships with fame, money, things of that nature, and kind of taking a lighter approach to kind of the stuff that we deal with day to day that people wouldn't believe, because especially when you escape the black community, right? You can Mm -hmm. tell people the stuff that you see that you might deem as normal. And when you get in these other rooms, they don't see it as normal necessarily. So just trying to find a way to shed light on it while keeping it lighthearted. Yeah, I asked that question because we were watching it, and that's what Jess said. She said, what is this show about? Yeah, nothing. I was saying like what what because you know it, it's not like your typical show. You yeah, get what I'm sure. saying? It's like like you said, day to day, and which can one day it could be crazy, mm-hmm. and then the next day it can be just chill. Like I I didn't expect a homie to die. Like oh then, yeah, yeah. And then I know I'm kind of. Oh, that was the second one. I'm trying. Oh, the second one. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of telling. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's all good. That was like I, I go from laughing to I'm like, damn, that's that's just how they're gonna be. Yeah, but that that's <laughs> that that's life. Like you got to think about yeah. so um. That episode specifically since we talking about that, right? You know, mm-hmm. we've all had different levels of financial gain. And when you have these levels of financial gain, you get in these other rooms where you realize you don't really got what you think that you have. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, us kind of having the door closed in our face, you know, black people are entertainers, just people that come from a different world. We find solace in the things that we understand, no matter where they come from. So, you know, your friends robbing a bank, which is a negative situation, but you feel comfortable to be in that environment. Yeah. That could be alcoholism, that can be drugs, that can be streets, that can be the violence, anything that we can kind of connect to when another door is closed. So that kind of represents the bigger statement of that. And also, you just die sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, you might, you might, you might be this close to an opportunity, you might be this close to a situation, which would be kind of receiving that loan and starting that business. And then something traumatic happens, and the response to it is how our response is when anybody get killed by the police. You know, you put your hands up and you stand still. So, it's a lot of deeper meaning in a lot of the things. We just wanted to show nuance with it. Even before that, though, because I don't want to give too much away, which I normally do when I watch uh, something. Yes. But, <laughs> you but you, you, when you had the opportunity to leave, Mm-hmm. You realize, even though you was innocent and didn't do nothing, stepping outside that door with the police might have led to you getting killed. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, exactly. And it's like a lot of the stuff that brings us trauma and a lot of the stuff that kind of forces uncomfortable conversations for us, other people honestly don't even know about. That's right. Um, I don't have my manager for a long time. And he was, I would just tell him certain stuff. Like, I remember uh, we was on, we had a call and I was like, oh, yeah, man, like, hold on, I got to go. Like, the baby shower got raided. And he was like, what? <laughs> and he called me back. He was like, what you mean? I was at the homie's son baby shower and it got raided. Like, dude, dude, they kicked the door in. Mm-hmm. And he was like, they not supposed to do shit like that. Or like, we got a meeting. And all right, man, I was, you got to bail me out real quick. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't really look at it like it was that crazy until I got older. And you realize your circumstances are within a bubble. So mm-hmm. I really kind of wanted to think about the thought process of that bubble mm-hmm. and how when you in it, you don't notice what's going on until you leave so you got subtle nuance in every episode where it's situations that we deal with specifically in the black community specifically kind of of urban background but when you escape that that makes zero sense bro and now that we kind of further removed and we're able to put it on screen it does feel awkward it feels uncomfortable a little bit because we don't expect to see these things in these environments yeah what you know i'm a comedian so the, <laughs> the funniest part to me was homie in jail 
singing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, that is so funny. I wanted to know though, did did you write that or did you let him oh, like, not, just uh, do I, his thing? Yeah, I wrote it. I wrote it. But so you wrote yeah, that. Crazy. That is hilarious. His timing is amazing. Yes. Like his 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 context to kind of know where the joke is is amazing. And as you know, in comedy, like with film, and uh, I feel like within stand up specifically. It's so much more freedom. Yeah. It's so much more. I guess execution is a lot more important because it ain't no editing, ain't no cutting. And you gotta nah, and they right there in your face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So within, I think film and television, a lot of people might not know where the joke is at, and it's harder to tell the story or convey kind of the emotion you're trying to convey versus being in a stand-up. So it was hard at certain moments to try to figure out how to edit this correctly, mm-hmm. how to make sure that it didn't fall flat, but also how to make sure it didn't look like you was kind of cooning. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. It, it was it was perfect. It was funny. Thank you. He had a song for and, everything. And I'm glad, dude, just wanted to square up. And <laughs> not <laughs> you. Yeah. Because nowadays you got to have a little bit of that. It seems like in every program. Right. Oh, yeah. It ain't gonna piss Boosie off. <laughs> 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 it ain't gonna piss Boosie off. Yeah, man. man. Boosie can watch this, man, with the whole family. It's gonna be, it's gonna be good. All the kids can watch. So, Boosie, watch this with the kids, man. It's not, it's not. You know what I mean? If you was locked up, would you really act like that with other inmates? Bro, so that that episode, we had a meeting about that episode. No, we had a meeting, and uh, I had uh, we had a meeting. I had a mishap, traffic ticket. So I had a traffic ticket and ended up in jail. Yeah, and it was this dude. It was an important meeting, so I can't remember who it was. But it was somebody important, and the dude next to me. He just kept singing, bro. <laughs> uh, like, uh, he wouldn't stop. And, you know, you entertain something like, all right, whatever. I feel we could get a two-man show, whatever, because I'm like, these ain't going to build me out. They taking too long. So we sleep. I'm like, bro. I'm like, hey, bro, you got to get on the... Not like that, but I was like, hey, bro, like, you get the top one. Like, he's like, oh, no, I'm not tripping, bro. Like, ain't nothing like it. You know, he was cool. So I'm like, all right, you cool. I'm thinking, you know, sometimes be trying to be tough and stuff. So I'm sleep, bro. Bro just start humming and then, like... I'm like, oh, bro. My, he got no idea who I am. It ain't like, because I ain't like super popping like that. So he just like, he just, this, he would have done this no matter who was in the cell, which make it worse. And then, bro, just like, his arm like fall under the thing. He just start snapping. Like, while he's singing, it's like two o'clock in the morning. He would not stop, bro. And then, bro, leaned, oh, I was so mad. He just leaned over the bunk. He was like, that's hard, right? <laughs> I was like, yeah, bro, that's good. That's good. Do you he remember what like, it was? Yeah, I'll tell you later. It was crazy. <laughs> It was, it was crazy, Aww. and I'm just like, bro, like it's two o'clock in the morning. I had a show. I had Lollapalooza. Yeah. So I was mm-hmm. like, I got all this stuff with my mom trying to build. I got Lollapalooza. I got a, had a meeting that I missed. I'm gonna look crazy that I missed. I don't even think it came to fruition because of that. But that's kind of when I was still doing a lot at the same time. And um, like I don't know how he had explained him or whatever. I don't. I know he didn't tell him what really happened. You ain't telling like, the truth, Corey. I, he Corey know what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just like, oh man, what happened? Like, yeah, bro. Like my bad, I missed it meeting like i had a, had an engagement oh man what happened telling the homies i was supposed to be at the studio i was like yeah bro i got i got locked up and then this dude kept singing to me about the casino he was like what i'm like yeah. he's like you lying that's what my, my engineer was like you lying he's like bro just, he's like bro just tell me what happened i'm like i promise you my sister was at work at subway had to come pick up with my, my mom had to go get my car just like i'm not supposed to be still living like this at that moment but it was a very important turning point in my life and it's kind of a life lesson so I could try to kind of recreate some of these life lessons that were honestly like a little traumatic mm-hmm. and um, be able to kind of poke fun at yourself based on the decisions you make so to say alright we got more with Vince Staples when we come back don't move it's the Breakfast Club good morning yeah. morning everybody it's DJ NV Jess Hilarious Charlemagne the guy we still kicking it with Vince Staples Jess so your mom is played by Vanessa Bell Calloway. How was it working with her? I love her. Oh, uh, she's great, man. She's um when you usually work with somebody of that magnitude, you don't expect 
any extras. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But she auditioned for the role because she wanted to, which was crazy. Like, I seen that. I was like, what the f***? Yeah. So her auditioning for the role was like just unheard of for a show of my caliber. Um, somebody with my reputation as far as never doing this before. So I was extremely grateful of that. I was grateful that she worked with us on every facet as far as, you know, hair and makeup, all those things is very, very intricate. Mm -hmm. And she kind of led us in the way that she wanted to be able to do how she wanted to be able to do it. Um, the research that she applied, sitting with me, asking questions about, you know, my mother just. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. -O. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. 
I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call Podcast on Deadline. Position and her thought process and how I would want to play what's important to me. I don't want to do this. I don't know if this is true or if this is true as far like to the character itself and just over and over and over again, just giving me insight on how this thing works because she's been doing it for an extremely long time. So yeah. I was extremely grateful for her for the opportunity to have her in my show. And just even to this day, like she always hit me up, she always give me advice, she always mm-hmm. make sure I know what's going on. And I really, really appreciate that. Yeah, it's so like a mother figure for real. Yeah, for and yeah. especially like she don't got to do none of that. She can yeah. go to work and go home. And um, she made sure to kind of make sure I knew what I was doing, especially being the first time I had never acted, never written, never produced, never done nothing before. So just having her kind of teach me wow. how you should be treated and what you should demand. Like her and Kenya were extremely important in kind of giving that information. And Kenya is different because it's her, it's his job. Excuse me, it's not her job to do that at all. So. I really, really appreciate it. And just seeing how good she is. Like, of course, you know she's good. But yeah. on set, her being able to, like, change, I guess, her direction and also kind of helping direct our camera department, helping her because we had a really, really, really small team. Gotcha. So kind of her filling in the void when she didn't have to, like, I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. How close is she to your, your mom in real life? Ah, uh, my mom, my mom a little bit more turned up. No, than, than the on camera, yeah, but mom, she cool though. My mom cool, but my mom is um, my mom an interesting man. Does your mom really like jail? No, but my mom has said that before. Yeah, like my mom ain't nothing wrong with it. That's what my mama said. But mama's one of the people, right? We you have your circumstances. Like we talk about our triggers in our in our in our kind of uh, in our, our environment and how it changes us. So my mom's the type of person that no matter what, everybody that came with us, they write until we get to the house, right? Mm-hmm. So my mom has an understanding point of view on everything, but she also holds you accountable for the things that you do. We was kids. She's like, no, I ain't picking y'all up. Second time, like you get one free one, you get a free one. I'm gonna get you. After that, it's on you. Stay away from there. This happens. My mom used. My mom done walked in a room before. All my homies in the living room, and then somebody tell a joke. Everybody start laughing. My mama just say, "He gonna tell." Damn! Wow. That. And he told too. Damn! It, ah. it was it was, a, it was a little crazy down the line. Yeah, he for sure told, man. But uh, <laughs> my mom, her experiences kind of mirror ours, and it's weird growing up with a mother who understands like kind of the nuance of the situation when you're younger but as you get older you go to appreciate it. and i think it's a lot of the times we have a point of view i guess of women in these communities especially when we think about film and just art that takes place in southern california like it's always the mom crying over the dead body and no baby mm-hmm. don't do this that's not how any of my homies mothers are because you got to think about the black community i was born in 1993 so just mm-hmm. kind of the state that california was in at that point in time the state of the streets was in the states where our community drugs alcoholism i guess homelessness lack of jobs lack of resources they couldn't be soft exactly yeah and i think kind of having a mother figure in the show that held the characters responsible was extremely important because my mom she not giving you no passes but she's not gonna shy away from loving you but you don't get those passes and, and i read you used to send scripts and run show ideas by quinta brunson i said i sent uh i sent quinta one of the scripts um, she was like, yeah, I ain't gonna lie, I'd be nervous, you know, if you send the scripts. <laughs> but uh, she um, kind of, because like I said, I've never done it before. Yeah. So, you know, you kind of get to be around these people. Um, I was lucky enough to be a part of her show, mm-hmm. and then we kind of forged a relationship. We had done a show previously, but it was animation, so we didn't really uh, communicate that much. But she'd been a really, really big help. Um, mm-hmm. Her talent and her professionalism and just the way that she 
runs that operation, you know, for that big company, it's understated. Like she does an amazing job. I don't know if I ran across somebody who does it as good as she does in the manner that she does it. So I, I was just really grateful that she was able to even look at it and also let you know that like you know what you're doing. Because mm-hmm. especially not having information, not having access to certain things. You know, these people that don't went to college for this stuff, like I value their opinion. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a good opportunity to be able to share with her. Yeah. I'm going to ask you some questions. They random. Well, they're going to be random to the people who haven't seen the show yet, but they're not going to be random to you. I got you. What did the music do to Michael Jackson? Man, look at it. Everything, bro. Took his childhood, that case. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's, it's, it's music. Music can be tumultuous, bro. Like, And I think that a lot of the time we're so busy focusing on the music and what it gives to us. We don't ever look at the, like, look at the, bro. Look at, bro. Like, when I was a kid and I seen Michael Jackson, I didn't know of the Michael Jackson. I'm only 30. Mm-hmm. So my whole life, I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> my whole life. It's like, I never looked at Michael Jackson and was like, oh, man, that's a cool fly. You ain't never seen Michael. Nah. And then you get older and then you see, I remember my first time seeing it was like the the movie, that the made for TV movie they had with he had the rat. And, uh, oh, he was uh, a Ben, kid. right? No, not Ben. American Jackson, no, American oh Family. God. Oh, the one Jason Weaver played. Wait, I was gonna say Flex Washington. No, that was nah, that one was crazy too. Nah, I said that one was crazy too. Nah, the, yeah, Jason oh, yeah, Weaver. Jason yeah, yeah. Weaver. Yeah. I was like, this ain't cool. Yeah, <laughs> like this what happened to this. This what happened to bro. Y'all yeah. just gonna like y'all let this happen. Like yeah. everybody, like, oh, that's Mike. I'm like, nah, this is terrible. You know the interesting thing about Mike. You know how they say that whole you know Bill Cosby was trying <laughs> to buy NBC thing. Mm-hmm. Mike really owned half of the music industry's publishing. Yeah, mm-hmm. no black man's supposed to have that kind of power in the music industry. But nobody ever says it was a conspiracy to bring Michael Jackson down. Look, man, that's all I'm saying. I I'm saying it looked like he was into some freaky shit, man. We talked about Michael no, Jackson man. Before. Mike was innocent, man. I'm not saying he wasn't. I'm not saying he was. I'm saying that if he had anything going on, I wouldn't be surprised. All I'm saying is that life looked a little rough. He got investigated by the FBI for 17 years. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about that wig, bro. Oh. You talking about these kids? I'm saying regardless. <laughs> see how you see how you see how we trying to kind of trying to sidetrack it with the accomplishments instead of being like they f- this f- your life up what i'm saying is no matter what happened look at that f- was it, it the was music good. or the money and the fame though? he was the most famous man on <laughs> earth probably the most famous person ever yeah that walked the face of the for earth. sure and look at f- damn no it's not true look that's what he said and childhood trauma said, man no, it's not true <laughs> man not that true. weave with that nose <laughs> They f Mike up, man. They need to we, say we need to say we need a sorry Mike day. We need to put yeah, it on the American no, we, calendar. We, we like my bad, Michael, that. That up, my bad, Michael. My bad, Michael. I like that. My bad, MJ. We're gonna do that on his birthday, man. Now, now you started oh. doing this show on YouTube, right? About five years ago. Man, uh, so originally when I first started doing music, I ain't never been like the biggest artist. So when I started doing music, people would kind of gravitate towards certain things. We like your music videos, we like this, we like that. And I never been like ignorant of the world around me. You know what I mean? I know what I'm good at, I know what I'm not good at. Mm-hmm. So I always thought, okay, what's the limits that we can push? Probably a visual medium. Same thing with interviews and stuff of that nature. So um we had a bunch of meetings. It had to be like seven, eight, nine years ago. And I'm um, going, everybody, we want to do a show. And it was nah, oh, maybe later. We working on this. You got some music for that? It wasn't panning out, so I just kind of did more work. I did a bunch of voiceover stuff. Stuff. Um, I did some smaller roles on a, other films. Dope, being the, one of the first. And then we did the YouTube thing mm-hmm. for a couple episodes, and that's kind of how we got the chops up and kind of learned how to do it. Then I think a year or two after that is when we got the opportunity to kind of go through Netflix. We'll go with Kenya. We had Kenya and a couple other people. Kenya, to me, was the most honest, and he was the most um, understanding that I was trying to make something. And it wasn't, I need you to make this for me type yeah. situation. And so we got the situation with him and Netflix and COVID hit. 
So we had to sit that out. And then mm-hmm. when COVID happened, they picked it back up, thankfully. And now we're here. All right, we got more with Vince Staples when we come back. Now, Vince said he never fell in love with hip-hop. We got to ask him about it when we come back, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We're still kicking in with Vince Staples. We are The Breakfast Club, DJ Envy. Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the God. Charlemagne. Is it challenging to, tra- the, to take your natural humor and wit and put it into a scripted fictional format? Nah, bro, because I don't even be joking like that, bro. Like, I be, I be chilling, man, you know, you know. I can tell, yo, he's so serious. So I'm like, why are you going to bring up what I said? Because like, nah, he brought it up. Nah, he brought it up. Nah, yo, even the way he's been like, what's up, bro? I'm like, nah, don't tell him nothing I said. Nah. <laughs> he's real serious, yo. Nah, Some I'll be. serious people out here. <laughs> nah, yo. I don't be tripping. Nah, uh, the writing is the easy part, bro. Like, mm-hmm. that, that's not, I think that's probably a, the part I gravitated to. The most and um i think a thing about making the show especially when you have some sort of notoriety is that the perception can be off right people was thinking oh it's the vince staples show so like when you kind of doing the scripts it's like i'm not necessarily the main character mm-hmm. in any of these episodes the environment is the main character but it's the show because like it's my perspective on how i view the world and how i feel black people interact with each other it's not really ever about me in mm-hmm. the show at all that's why the writing is really important because when you think about the bank episode right the bank episode to me is tackling a lot of things like all right you just seen today J.P. Morgan. I seen a clip of the J.P. Morgan dude apologizing for being inst- institutional slavery. Mm-hmm. But that's part of the episode mm-hmm. that we have. You know what I mean? So it's like being able to tackle those things are important because I'd be in place and I'd be like, y'all just going to let these white folks like like do this shit yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in our face. Like, and we all love them so much. And not just like shit on the white people. Like, I know I got, I got like, I got like, I got like one white friend, like probably one and a half. So it's like. One and a half. Yeah, one and a half. One and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, well, he like six five, six eight. You know what I mean? I got I probably say three. I got another six foot white boy mm-hmm. that I, he my engineer, so he count, I guess. But um, yeah. Shout out Tyler. What's up, bro? But uh, we we bro, the writing of it is important because it's so much that I think kind of goes unsaid. So I feel like translating it into writing is easier because if I just start saying some of the be feeling. Then I'm gonna look crazy. Bro. No, you won't. <laughs> no. Trust me. They, you got uh, some of that in here. Oh yeah. Yes. Like when the two walks away from the at the family unit, he's like, "Why are we black?" <laughs> but <laughs> all right, but so that's a true story. I, I get it. I got an uncle named Winford. Shout out Uncle Winford. That's cold man. And he got drunk one day. He was asking that question. My mom was like, "Shut up." But I felt bro because I'm like, "What did that even mean?" Like if we really like getting deep. I don't think you black if you have never asked that question. Not saying that you don't want to be black. Yeah. But when you think about all the things black people have had to deal with in this country, mm-hmm. why are we black? Bro, why yeah. are we going through this? Like, that's what I think he was trying to say. Bro, yeah. I, I swear, because it's for we was at Wiz, like, my family is, is, is hella grimy. So we had like a family type thing. And it's like, you know, sometimes black people like get fake churchy. Yeah. So my family, they, everybody in my family had a fake like come to Jesus moment and it always get way worse when it was done. So this was the end of somebody like savior moment. So my uncle went for drunk these niggas arguing. He's like, I just got a question. He said, like, I just don't understand. Why is we black? Damn. <laughs> and everybody was like, shut the f up. Like, you drunk. <laughs> but his feelings was really hurt because yeah. he's like, you arguing in my house. I don't understand what's going on. And it's like, if you just say that, if I just walked up here and said that, I'm going to look crazy on the internet. Mm-hmm. So being able to write it and give it context and show well, yeah. the things that happen kind of make it a little bit easier. But he was drunk. He was thinking. He was probably, your uncle probably been through so much and been yeah. seeing so much. And it's like, man, why we got to? And I be feeling bad for people from that generation. That, yeah. that, that, that's my granny sister husband. My granny sister just died. My granny and my, and my granny sister just died. They was getting old and whatnot. So I'm, I'm we at the funeral. And I'm like, what's up? I'm going for you good. He's like, yeah, you know, Virgie dead. So, you know. Mm. I'm gonna just be at the house. <laughs> like, Dang. come on down. It's like, damn. You're like, you don't think that sounds crazy? 
He's like, what you mean? I'm like, your whole life has just been sorrow. Like, talk like a sharecropper. He's from Arkansas. Dang. Mm. In Compton, like, it's like, Dang. he still see horses every day. He probably don't see no no translation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so the stuff that we deal with as people is real interesting, man. And yeah. you just got to kind of tread on it lightly just to be... I don't even trade lightly because when you we making stuff us we understand it but you want to be I guess sensitive to the stuff that we deal with every day and not make it seem like you poking fun at ourselves because what we don't want to do is we don't want to kind of go to these people's platforms and poke fun at ourselves yeah and kind of be slapstickish almost mm-hmm. you know what I'm but saying because with my thing like oh man it's just it's just dry it's this is that alright but it worked for Wilfred it worked for Louis it worked for Curb it worked for all these other people so I can do a show like this we can't start the show like this. The perspective is going to be out. But if we utilize this lens and then we do a slow pan out, then we can still showcase the environment while showing the emotion of the characters. Mm-hmm. And when you start talking like that, then they got to just let you do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Which is why the information is important and the writing is important. Just making sure that you are able to articulate to someone who don't understand. Because they looking at it, it's math. Because with them, they got the world. So they don't got to worry about the stuff that they say or the stuff that they do. Because, and I'm not saying this in a, in a demeaning way, but it's like, all right, ostensibly it's the same stuff that we kind of champion Jim Carrey for, we shit on Tyler Perry for. Yeah. But it's based yeah. on the way that the circumstances in the community and, you know, how people view these things. We'd call him a coon if he was black. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you got to be mindful of the fact that people do feel that way when you create these things. They And they have mass representation. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why are we black, Vince? Because we lucky. You know what I'm saying? That's the way I look at it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I like it. I wouldn't want to be them mm-hmm. other things. You know what? <laughs> them other things. Yeah, yeah I mm-hmm. like that. My well, man Carlos Miller says, being black is dangerous, but it's cool. Yeah, man. <laughs> Everybody like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Wear your seatbelt, man. You'll be all right. I love right. it. That's right. Uh, we're we gonna get out of here in a minute because you know when Jess start to get quiet like this that means she's ready to go first of all but <laughs> why you get off her head man? it's like yo why, why you doing I don't like understand this? I, I don't know I've only been up here two weeks I wanna go I wanna leave alright I wanna put in two weeks you need a vacation it's, I do yeah, thank you okay. keep me on maternity leave soon lord oh my god <laughs> how do you, how, have you really never fell in love with hip hop what, what I meant by that was like what's that moment like mm-hmm. if hip when do you fall in love with your mama you feel me? When do you fall in love with your father? Like, people not black, they got different experiences. Where, when do you discover hip-hop if you were born in 1993 in the ghetto? Hmm. When do you walk into a place and they're like, hey, this is hip-hop? Like, what the <laughs> f*** do we be talking about? Like, that's the, that's the ask me when I fell in love with, like, charcuterie or, like, some stupid white people sh- Like, yeah. hip-hop yeah. is a part of, I'm black. It's just there. It's always been there. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, that's a that's crazy to think about, bro. That's it's like asking, it's like asking yeah. when they met Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. what? I'm black. We just do it. This is my last question. Me and Glasses Malone was having a conversation, right? And Glasses was saying how if you're not from, like, like hip-hop, in order to be hip-hop, has to be from the hood and have a street aesthetic and be on... I always say you want it to be on some gang He says, no, that's not what he's saying. To me, you hip-hop... Kendrick is hip-hop Cole is hip-hop Y'all don't have to do No criminal To be considered hip-hop mm-hmm. Do you think you have to do Because you said that earlier You talked about I could show my mm-hmm. My environment Right um, And probably I think, create better music This thing Glasses be saying Half of what he's trying to say That's my dog So I know mm-hmm. he be bullshit mm-hmm. I feel like The important sentence Is for it to be Accepted fully because the way that we view certain things, that's a very big part of hip hop. That's a very big part of black culture. Very big part of being a black male, to be honest. It's a big part of manhood in general, especially for black men. So um, if you're making hip hop and you're saying you come from all these things, but it feels different, it feels like it's not how they view us. Because let's let's be real, bro. We 13, 14% of the population. We got to sell things to people that's not us. Mm-hmm. So yeah. for it to translate, oh, I know what that is. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sports got jerseys, bro. It just is what it is. Like, so I feel like 
for it to fully translate and kind of reach certain heights based on how people perceive it. Most of the time, it does have to be that, but that don't make it right. Damn. So you think you got to have the street elements and the hood elements? I think for their understanding and digestion of it, but what is the street element of it and what is the hood element? It's mm -hmm. struggle, it's poverty, it's lack of resources, it's lack of family, it's lack of all these things. And that's just the black experience based on how the world sees it. Yeah. So it's not just violence. Violence is just the, the biggest part of it as far as how we speak about it. Think about, I know they exist, but <clears throat> it's, a, it's way more mother records than it is father records. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, way, it, it's, it's just how our community looks. And how kind of we, we view it, you know what I mean? So I feel like, like I I, I get older and I'm like, I feel bad, like kind of for my father, like the relationship that we have for him. It's like, all right, you got incarceration issues, you got substance issues. Like, it ain't like you were just like, yeah, I ain't coming home like with these kids. But based on the perception of how we were taught to view ourselves and view the world around us, everybody said we ain't got no daddy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Instead of understanding the circumstances, you know what I mean? So I feel like it's kind of that with hip hop, it's just understanding the circumstances a little bit better. Vince Staples Show is out now yeah. on Netflix. Thank you for coming, Vince. I appreciate you. Appreciate brother. you, brother. The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Jess Hilarious. Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to Jess with the mess. Jess is real. Jess is real. Jess Hilarious. Jess Hilarious. Jess don't do no lies. Jess is going to bring numbers. Jess with the mess. I know this is real. On the Breakfast Club. I know they know the distance. Eminem co-producing documentary that investigates stands. Now that those are people that are obsessed with celebrities. A variety reported that Shady Films Company is assisting in creating um, a documentary that will focus on the rise in intense fandom um, when it comes to music. A recent example is like basically like remember the the recent Nicki and Megan beef like mm -hmm. the cemetery had mm -hmm. to call for extra security of Meg Thee his mother's grave yep. during her beef with Nicki like something like that or how like when oh my god this is bad but like remember when Michael Jackson uh it he died it was people committing suicide it was like just mm -hmm. all and then even mm -hmm. before he died like people would pass out and Absolutely. all that seeing him you know so how they stand and so it's a documentary surrounding that or even um, Taylor Swift like remember I think you reported a week ago mm -hmm. that Taylor Swift's fan was outside his her house out in New York and they arrested him like eight times Every, yeah everybody yeah. Uh, named got hives like you named the Barb's you yep. named the uh, Swifties. Swifties and mm -hmm. the He's mm -hmm. He's and the what who, who the He's, he's. Who the who's the He's that's the Michael Jackson fans you didn't know that no I didn't know they was called the He's yeah the He's <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how certain communities feel about that <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, and for those who don't remember the song Stan, uh, Eminem is the, uh, the the creator of that song. Um, and let's re let's play the song, y'all. I love you, Slim. We could have been together. Think about it. You ruined it now. I hope you can't sleep and you dream about it. And when you dream, I hope you can't sleep and you scream about it. I hope your conscience eats at you when you can't breathe without me. So basically, it was a song about a, a crazed fan of Eminem. He was obsessed and like he killed uh, his girlfriend, the baby, and himself. So basically, now that I'm old, I'm thinking like Eminem probably did this kind of stuff. No, you know, it's the, just oh a no, storyteller. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Well, he's a great storyteller because now me as an adult actually believes that. Great, but, I, great idea for a show. Great mm -hmm. idea for a show, was which M was also MTV doing that, right? Uh, actually, it, it doesn't have it here. Uh -huh. Um, no, I don't know who's doing it, but it's actually. In effect, and it's it's gonna drop. A couple of shows like this was pitched though before. Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah, actually, Charlemagne actually pitched this show, a show like this, ten years ago. I did. Um, on December tenth, actually, was the actual date. <laughs> I love and, this place. Um, and they didn't, uh, they didn't pick it they up. They didn't pick it up. But I, to the fact of that, that just means that you saw this way before, because social media then wasn't what it is now. Yeah. So that yeah, and I know you probably pissed that now Eminem is doing it. I ain't mad. I just was. <laughs> yeah. She, she, she only know that because I. I was a little mad when I saw it. And yeah. I just showed her that I had pitched it, you know. Yo, yeah, you did. That's what tell people, that's what tell people about MTV. this room. Charlamagne showed it, say, yeah, nah, you ain't got to say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say nothing. And Jess said, all right. And she said so. And she hit me back and I did that to her the other day with yeah, the Tyrese. Yo, Tyrese's so mad at me. He me like, wow. I'm like, oh my God, Ty, no. Like, for real. This is not the place you want to see. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. 
Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Anything because it's going on there. So I mean, she, was, she was like, I'm gonna say nothing. So I'm like, nah, don't even say oh, nothing. All just gotta do is say, you know how he is. That's mm. it. Nah, I'm not saying nothing else around you. So don't show me nothing else either. So <laughs> Bow Wow's lean addiction led to issues in career and personal life. Um, so he sat down with the art of dialogue and Shad was he spoke candidly about how sipping lean led to drama in his personal life. We have the audio for it. I was on lean. I was <laughs> sipping so much syrup, bro. And I, I, I said this too, like right after, right after Mac Miller had died, I, um, I spoke on that. Sh- I was drinking that sh- like crazy. Like I'm <laughs> telling you, like it was times where I used to pull up on Wayne, like the pop bottles video in the Orleans. I think we was doing something. They was shooting. I put up on Wayne. Wayne hit me up with, with a little baby bottle of my own. Like take this, go ahead, blood. Like, take this, bitch. I'm like we pulling up foes, deuces. I was losing my fucking mind. <laughs> I put that sh- down back then. So I'll never forget me and Chris was on our tour. I was co-headlining with Brown. The opening night was in Cincinnati. When I got off the stage, I collapsed. And I was like, hey, what the f***? And, I, and, and I, I went straight to Cincinnati University Hospital. I'm talking about my stomach was so f- I end up going back home to Atlanta after the first show. You know what's crazy? You what's, could what's you, crazy? You, you could see when he was going through that because lean mm. makes you like puffy, like it gives yeah. you like it yeah, makes you look bloated. Yeah, he definitely he, was there, a little thick. There was a moment when he was looking like bow wow. Yeah, wow. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I didn't believe. <laughs> I didn't believe. I mean, I I believe that. Uh, I never not believed that he was going through it. There's a lot of things I don't believe about bow wow, but it is, um, you know, because he he was lying a lot, mm-hmm. but. I did always believe that he was on lean. I mean, then the way he just came out and said it, I was on lean. Man. But but to the point of, I you know, like lean. you said, after Mac Miller died, <laughs> after Mac Miller mm-hmm. died, you know, you would think when you see somebody mm-hmm. overdose or something like that, or off of something like that, you yeah. would be like, oh, man, I'm so messed up off that. Let me go do the same thing or let me go try it or let me go. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. other outlets and other ways, you know, you don't want to end up like that nah. person. Then we, we lost that person to you that's know right. to that thing so and i was gonna say that that's that's one question i have like when you see somebody getting beat up or dying mm-hmm. over these drugs mm-hmm. what makes you want to try it like you know mac miller you know died and, and a lot yeah. of these people died for using drugs what makes you say you know what they died but let me try to see if, if, yeah. if i can do better like it i don't know it just, you're saying there shouldn't be any new correct users yeah, yeah. absolutely it's you like see there shouldn't the, be okay. no new crackheads like, right heroin no, addicts. No. No new heroin addicts. right you addicts. see yeah. what it does to yep. people so what makes you say they died but i beat it yeah. yeah you know and um you know? also with this uh does his interview does is uh i hope wayne is not under any investigation because he said wayne gave him a baby bottle of lean to soothe him um Man. and then also uh chris brown um he, he spoke about how he collapsed open the night it's like yo don't drop nobody man. this is not how you do it bow wow <laughs> when yeah. i read it i was like wow bow why <laughs> Maybe he need to drop their names if they because no. then they they might look in the mirror if they're still doing that. I don't know. Wayne been probably looking in the mirror for a long time. Like nah, it, it, nah, just no, don't don't do it, yo. But I I just never been able to take Bow Wow serious in stories like this. But I can I do 
uh, remember actually noticing something was wrong yeah. with him or whatever. That ain't no that ain't no bow wow challenge right there. That's nah, real. Nah, <laughs> real stuff. But remember when he had said uh, that he had. He was gonna commit suicide, and and then he jumped. Off. He was like, "I'm gonna jump," and he was saying he was gonna jump off the second story of his house. I don't remember that. And then you don't remember that? Mm-mm. Oh no! <laughs> the internet, find, please do y'all y'all job and find it. Remember, and they showed how high it was. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, he was just gonna break your ankle. He wasn't <laughs> gonna die." <laughs> this when he was starving for attention, yo. But I always had like a love hate relationship with Bow Wow. Bow Wow would be like, "Why would you do that? Why would you go and say that?" But like, he's always been attention craving. But now, oh, this, you put him in just with the messy then, like. A lot of times okay. um, Yeah he ain't never really Like beef with me Beef with me But he always Just side on me Like yo come on Chill well, on me said beef yo. with me Beef with me Like you were saying Bounce with me Bounce with me What's <laughs> <laughs> wrong with you I don't know <laughs> I don't know That's Jess for the mess For the second hour Alright Thank you Jess I just want to send A birthday shout out To uh, Chloe She's a long time listener She's 13 years nice. old her, her dad is in the car, so happy birthday, Chloe. Happy born happy day, birthday, Chloe. Happy birthday, girly. All right. Now, Charlamagne, you got Donkey today coming up? Yes, yeah, four after the hour. A woman from Florida named Jaquila Mobley needs to come to the front of the congregation, man. Uh, she has disrespected her mother in the worst way, and we will discuss. Okay. Jesus. We'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. You're checking out The Breakfast Club. Your execution on the donkey of the day is something to behold. Is it a read? Donkey of the day, and I deserve the. People need to know. Well, you need to tell them. I am. You have the voice. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them. It's time for Donkey of the Day. It's a read, but you're so good at it. You trying to be a fake ass Charlemagne? The only one Charlemagne above. Damn, Charlemagne, who you give the Donkey of the Day to now? Well, Donkey of the Day, uh, Sexy Red, for Thursday, February 15th, goes to a woman named Jaquila Mobley. Jaquila is from Florida, ladies and gentlemen. And what does your Uncle Charla always say about the great state of Florida? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida, and today is no exception. Now, Jaquila has been arrested for battery, a misdemeanor, and booked into the Marion County Jail, where she is being held on $2,500 bond. Okay, she is a woman who has multiple battery arrests, but does not have any convictions. I actually have a lot of empathy for this woman because... Because she told police she's been sleeping on the streets and uh, the victim of her crime, which we will get to shortly, is a woman who happens to be her mother. Yes, Jaquila's own mother is the victim. She's 64 years old. Jaquila is 28. Her mother's name is uh, Isla Johnson. And Isla said Jaquila has been drinking and using drugs and that when she does this, she becomes aggressive towards her. So her mother knows her better than anyone on this planet. And her mother is clearly saying she has a drug and alcohol problem. So there is a part of me that has a lot of empathy for Jaquila. Uh, Jaquila, okay? Sleeping on the streets, dealing with drugs and alcohol. But those reasons are the reason why she's getting donkey of the day. Number Number one, there is never a reason to do what she has done to her mother, okay? And number two is because of a word from the Bible, and that word is waste not, want not. And the thing that was wasted here was food. See, if you're sleeping on the street and you got a drug and alcohol addiction, the one thing you shouldn't waste is food. Food is one of the basic necessities for survival along with clothing and shelter, okay? Those are signifying factors in determining a sustainable, healthy community. And if you're sleeping on the street and have a drug and alcohol addiction problem, you shouldn't be wasting food. Now, how did Jaquila Mobley waste food? <clears throat> she wasted food by doing to her mother what many a scorned woman has done to a man. Oh, we all have a story in our family of a woman who decided to weaponize some Quaker Instant, some Pearl Milling, some Bob's Red Mill, some Palmetto Farms, some Charleston Favorite Stone Ground. What I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen, is grits. 
All right, the number one breakfast food in the history of America. I'm from South Carolina, the low country, 843. Argue with your mother, but don't argue with her the way Jaquila did and end up throwing hot grits on her the way Lisa did Carlos simply because Medea told her to. Uh, Jess, have you ever heard of anybody getting hot grits thrown on them in real life? No, not in real life. No, I have. You, Envy? No. Okay, mm. I, I definitely have. Uh, this is egregious. Okay, hot grits on your skin is torture. All right, I understand why women do it to men. They, they get mad. They, they're upset. They're emotional. They might even be defending themselves in certain situations. But there is never a reason to put hot grits on your mother. Okay, grits goes with a lot of things. Shrimp, scrambled eggs, fried fish, but not your mother's skin. Now, we have the president of the Fat Lives Matter Committee. Where's he at? He's, he's walking in. It's going to take him some time. Uh, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Big Mac. Big Mac is here. Big wow. Mac. Big Mac is here. Round of applause for Big Mac, man. Yeah. Jiggle, 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 jiggle. Jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. Jiggle, 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 jiggle. Big Mac to get in here. is the president of the Fat Lives Matter Committee. He finds this despicable. Mac, the floor is yours. First off, shout out to all the people that sound like they breathing heavy, but they really sleep and snoring. Mm. Um, yeah, this is upsetting to me. Okay. Uh, first off, we all know that our parents told us, number one thing, don't play in my kitchen. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Food is a love language. Mm -hmm. It brings people together. That's true. If you beefing with your girl or, or, or whatever, the first thing you text her is, you hungry? Mm -hmm. You want something to eat? Mm -hmm. Yes. And that fixes all the problems. That uh -huh. is true. Mm -hmm. At least it gets you, into, gets you into a better place. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So how can you be in the kitchen and this food cooking and you mad and you upset? Mm. I don't care what type of drugs or alcohol is being taken place. I know when I take drugs, that's when I'm the most hungry. You want to eat. Yeah. So how true. can I be mad when this is going on? If mm -hmm. I'm high mm -hmm. and drunk, I'm waiting for that food. Yes. Mm -hmm. Do you know how upset I would be if I was in the, the bedroom and I smell grits, bacon, eggs, and I come down and I mean, you might need to shower, me, and they, Well, listen, I was told that Mac, I He just like said grits. He didn't say bacon and all that. He told said it was grits. <laughs> right. He took it too far. He took it too far. He okay. made a whole meal. But it's impossible <laughs> to smell all that and then be in that in the same room knowing yeah. you are minutes away from that and then get into a fight. Yeah. And now, you're not even just smelling like grits because if they throw it on you, you know, they, it got the butter, the salt, the pepper on it cause, and a little bit of cheese depending on where you are. Would you wipe it off or lick it off? I mean, first off, again, waste not one night. Is that yes, what happens? Yes, yes, I'm, yes. I'm a lick it like Jesus. And you're going to probably lick some of your skin off, too. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? It's just it, you, it's the body of Christ. Yeah. You know uh, what I'm saying? Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, it's okay for you to lick a little skin pause. Everybody did it on Valentine's Day yesterday. You do not have a body of Christ. I have multiple bodies of Christ. They say yes. he embodies multiple people. You are the whole. You are the holy, multiple people. You are the Holy Trinity. Jesus. Amen. Let the yes, church sir. say amen. Yes, sir. Yes, and this is Florida too, so you know that's like that's you say. Right. You're from the south, so them grits. I know they were seasoned right. That's mm. right. That's right. So please give Jaquila Moby the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now mm. you are mm. the donkey mm. of the day. Maybe Tequila was half right and her season, her grits wasn't that good. Oh, you want to play a game? Let's sure. play a game of, let's guess, play a game of, guess, guess what race it is! All right, Tequila Mobley of Florida <laughs> threw hot grits on her mother because she was upset. Jess Hilarious, guess what race she is! According to Tyler Perry, she's black. <laughs> okay, okay, DJ Envy, Tequila Mobley got mad at her mother and threw hot grits on her, and she's from Florida. Guess what race she is? Black. Down, down, down. <laughs>
Big Mac. Shaquille Mobley from Florida got mad at her mother and threw hot grits on her. Guess what? Racist! See, with the name like Tequila, I'm sure she's... Tequila! tequila. You Everything <laughs> about food and drinks, Max. Jesus. I'm sure with a name like that, she's half blast, half Negro knees. Damn. Damn. So it's just a clean sweep of blackness. Y'all yeah. just, yeah. Y'all just yeah. think Jaquila Mobley black, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, all of y'all are wrong. No. Oh, my God. We don't believe you. Show me a picture. Jaquila. <laughs> Show me are a picture. Serious? Jaquila. Oh, there's, oh, no, there's no white Jaquila. Oh, there's no not. Asian Jaquila. There's no Latin Jaquila. Okay. Hold on. There's no. There's not. No. No. <laughs> what is that? Who is that guy? What is it? That is nigga. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. There's a difference, y'all. Y'all know this. Uh, <laughs> that brother handsome. No, that's black. She black. She black. She killing. I was gonna say, stop playing nah, with us. She black. Right she black. She black. Nah, she yeah, black. She black. Yeah, she black. definitely black. Damn. 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 Jess was right. When you hear somebody get grits thrown on them, that is top very Tyler Perry. Absolutely. That's one of the blackest things you can do. Uh huh. Okay. All right. It is. But the whole review of like all of this, all this, all these fat comments. I really, really do feel bad for Lizzo because for everything what? you just said, I do. Because everything you just said, this girl is in court for. Uh huh. <laughs> and you came in here to shout out to all the people that breathe heavy, but you just sleep. <laughs> yeah. Like, and this girl is, this her career is on the line for things like this. Well, because it's, it's, it's people like uh, the man to the right of me who body shame us. I don't body shame nobody. Every time. I just make observations. Nigga, before you walked when I, in, when I walked said, in, he said, boom, 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 boom. I was beatboxing. Jiggle, 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 jiggle. You make no. jiggle people walk. Well, I'm, I'm not going to let you jiggle, jiggle by yourself. Every time I got a co sign in, Mac, you make noise. That's it. Damn. You be hyping him up. Oh, Who was here yesterday? Say he God. want that. Somebody was here this week said, I want, I need Mac. Kill him, Mike. Kill him, Mike. Kill him, Mike. That's right. Because he part of the Fat Lives Matter, too. No, he not. Nah, yes, he, he ain't. Nah. Both of us looked down. We don't know what shoes we wearing. That is not true. Oh, Mike, yo, don't he do did Mike like that. No, Mike did stand up and say, I put on the wrong shoes yeah, today. Yeah, <laughs> Yo. I hate y'all. All right. Thank you for that donkey today. When we come back, it's time for Just Fix My Mess. Absolutely. If you have any relationship problems or any type of a problem, you can call Jess right now 800-585-1051 once again just fix my mess it's all about relationship problems or issues if you're having problems well Jess is gonna fix it for you so call her now it's The Breakfast Club good morning The Breakfast Club about me relationship problems X about me you need to beat your co-worker's ass X about me your co-worker need to beat your ass call it up it's Dr. Jess and I'm here to fix your mess fix your mess it's getting very much messy let me fix this Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Jess Fix My Mess. We got Samantha on the line. Samantha, good morning. Good morning. How you feeling? Hi, honey. I'm feeling okay. What's your question Hi, for Jess? Jess. Congratulations. Hi. Thank you. So, my question is this. Like, I just kind of wanted some insight. You know when you kind of got your own stuff figured out, but you still need, like, to make sure you're not bugging? Yes. So, I've been married for 10 years now, together for 14 I'll be 34 in a few months, and I'm just feeling really unfulfilled in my marriage. Like, I feel myself growing. I feel my relationship remaining stagnant, but I have three kids. So I'm just like, should I stick it out for a little longer until my daughter's 18? I got six more years since she's turned 18. Or, and mind you, I forgot to add that he's a little crazy, so it's not that easy to leave anyways. Like, I tried before. (laughs) So So, So you're saying, Jesus. So you're saying you're you're st- you feel stagnant in your marriage. You're 34. You've um, you said you're waiting for your brother to turn 18. 
No, my daughter. She's twelve. So I'm like, should I just stick it out like six more years and remain unhappy? But it's like and your literally when I Yes. Because you're waiting for your baby to turn 18? Because I'm like, you know, I have that idea, like, I want to raise my kids all with him and stuff, so I'd rather be unhappy just so they could feel happy. But girl, like, when I say unhappy, like, literally, I'm fulfilled in every aspect. No, no, no. So like, I'm literally turning over, like, okay, go ahead, have you be done. No, Let's so if you, if you got six more years until your baby turns 18, so that, that means your baby is 12 right now, your, your daughter. So what you do is you, you don't teach her to be unhappy at anyone's expense, even her children, if it comes to love. You get what I'm saying? You sit her down and you, you explain certain things to her. You know, is, is he, um, he's a great father, I'm assuming. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, and he's actually oblivious as a husband. He don't think he's doing nothing wrong, right? Okay. Well, that's just differences. You get what I'm saying? It, that, But you can't remain unhappy and miserable um, that that actually that causes like unhealthy mental like in your mental you're you're disrupting your peace like you and that's what you need you need that to even raise your kids you get what I'm saying and yeah because even, at this point I feel like it's not my life like I'm living my life for everybody else but that's where you go wrong because that's the same mistake that my mom made and, and 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 has admitted you know you don't live your life for everyone else you have to and I know it kind of sounds uh crazy to say this but you've been selfless for so long it's okay to be a little selfish because you need to protect you you get what i'm saying like no it's a way to do everything if you do it the right way which is just communication then that will be better you know you need to sit your kids down first down sit first sit down with your husband tell them how unhappy you are and y'all have to figure out a way to move amicably that may not be like in his best interest, a, a divorce, uh, counseling. Do you feel like counseling could happen? You know, or do you just want to leave it? Yes, I tried a lot. I tried to leave though, and he actually followed me to New York. Like literally, found me, had a sick. He stole my car. Like tried to get every tactic to get me to come back. I came back, and still no changes. Like so, I have tried and put in the effort. Okay, so this is. This but he's a little, a little hinge now. So I'm not he, even. He stole your yeah. car. Yes. Jesus. It's not even like such an easy process because okay. that's the so, half of it, the kids part. But he is quite crazy too. He's not like so easy to so now, so now that's a bigger problem. You doing things like so now you're saying he he has attachment issues. Obviously, I mean he won't even let you breathe. He followed you to New York. I understand loving somebody, but he followed you to New York. He stole your car. All that. That's that's all an invasion. That's an invasion of privacy. I understand, like I said, being in love with all of that, but that's like dangerous, and and that's you're not protecting your peace. You actually like, <laughs> like kind of sort of in danger of that. So yeah, you definitely, honestly, should um sit down with your kids and have a conversation with them and just let them know sometimes it won't work. People won't stay together forever. Sometimes it does happen, but sometimes it don't. And don't wait six more years. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't do that. Just explain to your children. Yeah. Keep an open line of communication with them. And that's it. But but you need but to effectively leave him, you had to get some type of law involved with that. And I'm sorry that's to tell my, you that. I know. And then, you know, I don't even... That's just like, what that is. Yeah. Yeah. And you sound stressed. So, 
Nah. I'm just so happy that I actually my call got answered. Like, wow, you know how long I've been trying to. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> but I, I really, I really you want you to be serious about that, though. I want you to be serious about that. Put you first. Definitely your kids. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're very important, but you have to be in the right state of mind to even raise them right. And to show them what a healthy woman is outside of the healthy uh, family, healthy tradition or what it is. No, a healthy woman. My mom was a healthy woman. And that's why we are the way we are. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I want them okay. to see those type of things. Yeah, because it's like, even if you're right, they could clearly see the unhappiness. Even if everything is all together, we all together in the household. If I'm not happy, they definitely feel that. Yeah, yeah. So you need a crisis hotline. I, I, I would like for you to like oh do that. Nah, for real. <laughs> this nigga stole your car. He's like, no, you're never gonna leave me. If it sounds like it's on the verge of, if I can't have you, nobody will. So you need to get and like get some help. Get somebody else involved with that. Crime Stoppers still got a number. Okay. Yeah, one eight hundred Crime Stoppers. <laughs> 1-800-Crime-Stoppers. Yeah, I tried that in New York, okay? Yeah, <laughs> We're married, yeah. so you know it's okay for him to steal my car, right? Yeah, yeah, 988 Crisis Hotline, all that. You, you, Yeah, you sound pretty much in danger, so do that. All right, well, y'all have a great We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems 
may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd, cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Thank you, honey. You too. All right. Just fix my mess. 800-585-1051. Call it now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's the real deal. Help me. Oh my god. I'm all up in your mess. I'ma fix it. Fix it. Fix it. Fix it. Fix it. Just gonna fix your mess, cause my advice is real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Jess Hilarious. Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got Brooklyn on the line. Brooklyn, good morning. Good morning. Hey, how you doing? Oh, good. you sound how so you? down. What's, What's wrong? What's your question? Jess, I need help. I need help. What's wrong? Alright. So pretty much I've been dating my I've been in this girl for 13 years, pretty much. Well, on and off 13 years. She was my side right? And, like, I finally decided to make her my mania. And for, like, six months, we've been girlfriends. and put a title on it. And, like, literally, last week, she broke up with me. The reason why she broke up with me was because she said the closer that she's drawn to Jesus, you know, her, she don't want to live this lifestyle anymore. And, um... Oh, I'm about to cry. She won't okay. live this lifestyle anymore. And she, uh, the closer she get to God, she just said, like, you yeah, know, man. she want to be straight pretty much now. And she don't want to be, well, you called her your side nigga. She, she don't want to be a side nigga or main nigga no more. She wants to be right a woman of God. But basically. she was good. She was very, very good at being a side nigga because every relationship that I was in, she was always there. You know what I'm saying? She was always there. She was perfect. You know, but then she was like, you know, since we're not dating, other people no more let's just go ahead and make it a thing and i'm like uh, i don't know you know what I'm saying? you was really good at signing but then i was like all right you know i do love you i got i got something to say whatever so let's go ahead and put a title on it and as soon as we do that you want to sit up here talking about the closer you draw to jesus you you want to go straight so yeah. yesterday you know i spent lonely you know i got yeah. the donkey of the day for being the toxic you know what i'm saying yesterday <laughs> oh man Aww. yeah oh man stop laughing so, me. right oh. so okay so, you know what's funny about this? Actually, nothing's funny about this because you're actually about to cry. But what's interesting about this is that we have people like that will criticize you for saying like straight people turning gay. But it's the problem. You're seeming like you're making it a problem that she wants to go from gay to being straight. It's okay to turn back. You know what I mean? I mean, just because you still over there gay don't mean that, you know, 
She, see, no, I don't, I don't, this is the thing, I don't judge her for the person yeah. that she's becoming, you know, yeah. so I support her, I'm, I'm, I'm behind her a thousand yeah. percent, my thing is, why you had to wait till you become mainstream to, with me, to go ahead and want to go back but listen, street, though, if baby, that's what you want to yeah. do. To be honest with you, you do sound a bit selfish. You, this girl was playing aside for a minute. You said not only for one situation, for a bunch of situations. Yeah, she for was like, that, yeah, for, for a bunch of them. But that's what she wanted to do. She was comfortable there. Like, you I mean, I was know. a side you, you too. Don't, you don't, too. No, listen, you don't know what she wanted to do. She, she always wanted to be. No, no, I do. I do know what. Uh, she, man, yeah, you right. I mean, I'm lying. Yeah, she always wanted to be your main. I'm she sad. just waited her turn until she got to be your main. So if I got a plate aside for however many situations, I'm going to do that. You know, that happens not even only in gay relationships. But I was playing aside, too, though, for like three of them. You know, I was playing aside, too. I was even a cousin. You know what I'm saying? I was even a cousin, too. I came in when I came to see her. I was her cousin. And, you know, I slept in the guest room. Like, yeah, so I, I y'all both. Yeah, too. so y'all both. Play, play, have played a lot of games to end up with each other and what you see is that don't lead up to, to anything that lasts you get what I'm saying now she's on her way to God you still back here trying to figure it out you know what I mean <laughs> trying to understand why what happened like yesterday donkey of the day was it was a deeper meaning to it though it was you what accountability are you taking for this yeah that, that's what I'm saying I felt that he was talking my whole spirit like I felt it like in my, right. in my real so, in my real feelings I so now you work on you don't worry about her see she already started obviously working on her you get what I'm saying? But now, she just texted me last night asking me, am I okay? But I asked her for my iPad and she didn't even take me back. She left me on red. Well, she using so it. So I'm, I'm just you confused. Know, she probably need it right now, but she asked you, are you okay? Because she's a good person and she actually care about you. She's, she don't... She care about you. You need to. You need to do some work on yourself. Mm. Honestly, I do. You're right. That's and true. I love that you are mm-hmm. receiving that. You know what I mean? Because you you still hurt, and it's okay. It's okay to be hurt. You don't gotta act unbothered. You don't gotta act like you're not. But you gotta do work on yourself, boo. That's that's all. And that whether that puts you in a better position to date later, like that, or or not, or don't date for a long time. Mm-hmm. Whether you turn to God whether you whatever it is for you you need to figure out what feeds you love on yourself and and now, I, I am, I am already to God you know yeah yeah but that's all just 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 be alone for a little bit and, uh, and being alone does not mean you're lonely just be alone for a little bit you get what I'm saying I appreciate you no problem have a good one Brooklyn as a community, we don't talk enough about these savage ass studs, man. Like, like toxic studliness is a real thing, <laughs> don't you think so? Like, we, yeah. they want to have all these conversations about toxic masculinity. Toxic studliness is a real thing. Yeah, yeah it is. She mad because that woman, because God told that woman she got to change her diet. If she don't want to eat, <laughs> change her diet, man. <laughs> if she don't want to eat poom poom no more. She no. don't want to eat poom poom no more. Jesus. Let her go. You know, I, it's just funny like how somebody be like, oh, you can't tell that person not to be gay. Yeah. But now you telling her she can't be straight. That's right. Like, That's you guys true. not telling her she can't, but now, now she want to sit up there and she want to be straight. It it can't go both ways. That's right. It can't happen the other way around, you know, so. But I think she got it. You know, she definitely sound like she needs to because she's more defensive than anything because mm-hmm. she hurt. So she just got to work on herself. All right. 800-585-1051. Now we got Jess with the mess coming up. What are we talking about? Lord, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know right now. Okay, all right. I got I, you. That, that, those stories was heavy. Okay, them toxic, I, them toxic studs will throw you off. Yeah, they would. Th- <laughs> I'm telling you, that toxic studly no, fish, man. No. Y'all, go, all y'all toxic studs go do some work on yourself. Well, let's get to Jess with the mess now. News is real. News is real.
lines. Just the Robin Moore. Just don't do no lines. Just is gonna bring you numbers. Just the mess. I need to play on the Breakfast Club. I know they know this is super special. You know what you want to talk about now? I do. Before we get to Rachel, I think this needs uh, immediate attention. So, Vori threatens to kill girlfriend. Um, Vori is an artist who was a dream chaser uh, before this actually came out. Um, his girlfriend alleged that he is abusive and released footage of him threatening to kill her. Remove your camera from that. Move your, move your phone from that camera. Jenny, I would literally get you killed. For nice. real. I'm telling you. Okay. Stop. I'm not so uh, she said, yeah, so she said uh, he tries to paint her as a whore and um, a bad person when he's really the bad person. She also revealed that she has more footage. She said, stop playing in my face before I post the videos of you punching me in my face, spitting on me, threatening to kill me while I'm pregnant. I have all those videos. Show people who you really are. This man is a professional liar and a manipulator and a narcissist. Um, and this is not even something, though, the, the, the uh, footage was recorded by her, but this is from home cameras. So you can literally see, yo, why would you do this? And you have home cameras in your house. She's not recording. Recording. She's like, these are cameras in their home. So that's kind of crazy. Uh, when Meek Mill came across the allegations, he announced that he is dis distancing himself from Bory. And he said, this guy is not a dream chaser. He has mental problems. He we cut ties. We don't care about how your music sound. Uh, He's been ducking my calls for months, telling people I'm threatening him. I stopped a lot of people, dude. He is not a dream chaser. So um, that relationship is done. And, 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 I'm, and I'm sure that situation isn't just going to go to social media. It's going to go to authorities. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. And then for people that don't know who Vori is because he's not a, a popular artist for his own music, he's yeah. uh, known to, uh, he wrote for uh, Meek Mill, of course. And when I mean wrote for, I mean he could have did hooks. Yeah. Uh, Kanye West, Drake, Dirk, yeah, uh, Bryson Tiller, Little Baby, yeah. Post Malone, Mariah Carey, and a host of others. So. Mm -hmm. Yep. Rachel Dolezal fired after people find her OnlyFans. So, Rachel Dolezal is not Rachel Dolezal anymore. She changed her name to Nkechi Diallo. Legend. Um, allegedly. Yeah, that's what No, I said. said legend. Oh, I thought you said allegedly. <laughs> yeah, 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 legend. Yes, yes. Uh, just a little backstory. She's the NAACP Washington chapter president who got fired. Uh, she she was, she was got fired for pretending to be black. She's transracial. Yes, transracial. Yes, yep, Jesus. absolutely. Um, She was an after-school instructor. She got paid $19 an hour, and she works with students from kindergarten up to fifth grade. Wow. She was hired, and this is crazy because her contract, she was hired uh, last year in August, and the contract was only supposed to um, go up to May 2024. Um. But she she goes by a different name so people wouldn't know who she was. Obviously she ain't making enough and she that's why she got the OnlyFans. I'm with you, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. And Free she teaches, Rachel. Yeah, she teaches in Arizona. Mm. And um the, the media reached out to the school to say, Hey, this is Rachel Dolezal. Oh, they snitched on her. Yeah, snitched on her, mm. man. And then when they showed the school the footage, they they said, Oh yeah, well she don't work here no more. So now, <sighs> you know what I mean? This is now she's fired from there but she can't get fired from OnlyFans so and catchy keep doing your thing pay the teachers more and Rachel wouldn't have to do things Absolutely. like this and every time I hear stories about Rachel Dozal she's doing something of real service yep whether it's working what? at the NAACP mm -hmm. whether it's being a teacher mm -hmm. whether it's reasonable prices to see the cheeks on OnlyFans $9.99 <laughs> a month yeah. I was looking at it in the paper this morning $9.99 a month well, Rachel was always being a service, but people be hating on her. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. It is kind of crazy. Uh, it's being reported that the school just learned about her OnlyFans account. And she is no longer employed there. I'm so mad about that, though. Because, like you say, if they paid her more, yes. then that would be... Yeah. And then also, another thing I was thinking about... Mm -hmm. It's elementary school. Those kids... And, and listen, whatever. If it was high school, okay, I get it. 
Because they're very aware of what OnlyFans only is. Right? Yeah, a student would, would have probably found it before the media contacted the school, but these are children. So it's their parents that's looking yeah, up Yeah, and this is Miss Dolezal, not Miss Diallo. You know and, what I'm saying? And so, it's just people hating on her that are, are, are mad at her because she's transracial. She's now transracial. Yeah, right. she's transracial, She man. does things Y'all she does stop not... with that transracial She stuff. is transracial. Is. Thing is transracial. She does things that she does not have to do. She oh, it's not... no thing. It's no such thing as transracial, but well, it's such thing as transgender. Hey, shut up. You shut up. Is that, is hush, that what hush, it is? Hush, Jeff. No, I'm saying, how can it be just, a, a transgender community where it ain't transracial? It's enough. Let people be black. Yes, right. Let That's her be right. She's white. That's all we saying. Let, Let her, her be, be what she want to be. If she want to identify as black, she can identify you as black. You can't pick and choose when you want to be black, man. man you don't want why can't you? Let but her you be. you can. Okay. All right, we better wrap this up. Yeah, let's, let's wrap this <laughs> up. Because you, uh-uh. Mm, mm, mm. That is just for the mess. And, and for her news is real, allegedly. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> all right, let's get out of here. It's the People's Choice Mix Up next. It's Breakfast Club. Good morning. You're checking out The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Jess Hilarious, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's Black History Month. What we doing? Listen, man, salute to my guy, B-Dot. Every day during Black History Month, he puts out a podcast called The I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either Podcast. And today he's introducing you to one of history's unsung heroes, Mr. Robert Smalls. On today's episode of I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either, I introduce you to one of my favorite characters in history. His name is Robert Smalls, or as I like to call him, Robbie Smalls. Because when it came to freedom, my boy was ready to die. Like so many other enslaved people, Robert Smalls too was haunted with the idea that his family, his wife Hannah, their four-year-old daughter, Elizabeth, and their infant son, Robert Jr., would one day be sold. And families once sold and separated usually never found their ways back to one another. The only way that Robert Smalls could ensure that his family stayed together was escape. But trying to escape by yourself was difficult. Add the task of a family and an infant, damn near impossible. So as darkness fell over the city of Charleston, South Carolina, in the early hours of May 13, 1852, where docked stood the planter, a Confederate steamer. But Robbie Smalls knew that in a few hours, his family would be free from slavery or they would certainly see death. Their future depended solely on his plan. And his plan was simple. While the captain and his men were on land, sharing the beds with their wives, he would imitate the captain, jack the planter, and link up with the fleet of Union ships that was anchored right outside the Charleston Harbor. It was just 10 miles south. Boy, that's as simple as getting young thug out of jail. So in the early hours of the morning, May 13th, 1862, Robbie Smalls ordered the steamer to leave. The crew raised two flags. The first was the official Confederate flag, known as the Stars and Bars. The other, South Carolina's blue and white flag. Both helped them maintain the cover that this was a Confederate ship. It was a Confederate guard 50 yards away. He just assumed that the officers were in command like usual and let them roll. Next stop, North Atlantic Wharf had to go pick up the family. Remember, they got a backtrack. No trouble approaching the pier there. Now we got to double back and get past Fort Sumter. Fort Sumter was super intimidating. This joint had 50-foot walls above the water. They approached Fort Sumter around 4.15 a.m., terrified. The women and kids are crying, praying. Robbie Smalls had on Captain Riaz's straw hat, and he pulled the whistle cord. Two long blows and a short one. That was the Confederate signal, and it was required to pass. The Confederate soldier yelled out to the planter, Blow them Yankees to hell, or bring one of them in. And Robbie Smalls just stayed in character and replied, Aye, aye, 
and he was allowed to pass. Now the crew got to rush and take these stupid Confederate flags down so the Union soldiers don't blow us out the water. You dig what I'm saying? And now we got to raise this white blanket so we can say we're surrendering. Man, the joy when Robert Smalls and his family and friends' feet touched the floorboards of the Onward. The Onward was the Union ship, and they had realized in that moment they were free. Robert Smalls just stood in front of his family and friends and spoke triumphantly to the captain of the Onward. A good, it's a good morning, sir. I's brought you some of the old United States guns, sir. They was for Fort Sumter, sir. Robbie, 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 can't you see how this story just hypnotized me? And I just love your confident demeanor. I didn't know. Maybe you didn't either. I salute to B-Dot. That's right. And make sure you subscribe to I Didn't Know Maybe You Didn't Either on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network, available everywhere you listen to podcasts. And subscribe to Just Hilarious, Carefully Reckless yes. on the uh, Black Effect iHeartRadio uh, Podcast Network. Don't be balling up paper while you giving me a shout out. Don't do that. What you mean? No, because the, everything goes into the mic. Don't be saying, oh, and subscribe to you. <laughs> don't be doing that. Please, don't do that with nobody else. All right. When we come back, positive notice to Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Just Hilarious, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, um, you see People Magazine just released in, uh, a statement saying that Usher said he proposed to Chili back in the day. Mm. And that Chili told him no. Mm. And he said that their split broke his heart. Ooh, oh, maybe that's who Ruin is about. Ruin? The song. That's on the new album? On the new album. The mm. one I, I love. Maybe it's because you ruined me for everybody. That was like really? 20 years ago, Usher and Chili, though. Right? But that's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's saying that. Yeah. You, wow. Me. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. She said no. Aww. Oh my God, no! <laughs> I'm sure she'll be releasing a statement about that. All right, real quick, y'all. So y'all know I turned 32, and I had a birthday party last year. I'm pregnant, but that don't mean I can't party. So CIAA Takeover is in Baltimore. Um, shout out to my city. I'm gonna do my big birthday bash there, and it will be March 2nd. It's gonna be during hey. the Pisces season. So we doing that. We doing that. The party is from 8 to 12. Uh, the tickets for you to get tickets the link will be in my bio today mm-hmm. it's going to be hosted by Dave Cowser and it's going to be at the Baltimore Peninsula y'all that's 2455 House Street so we on some on some uh, classy some classy stuff alright I can't be having no no fights and no 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 crazy stuff around this belly y'all. don't so act like y'all out. from Baltimore is what you said no saying. that's not what I said <laughs> that's not what I said so so crown the queen party that's the uh, the theme crown the queen that's Saturday right that is yep Saturday morning March 2nd from 8 to 12. Get your early bird tickets in my bio. Yeah. All right. Well, time for the positive note. You got a positive note? I do, man. The positive note is simply this. Uh, nothing that's for you will require you to act out of character to get it. Always remember that. Absolutely nothing. Have a great day. Breakfast club, bitches. Y'all finished or y'all done? Hey, Sarah. I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. From football playoffs to basketball madness, 
TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination, so pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation.